Hey there, listener, and welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. I'm your host, Steph Pham. My guest today won the hearts of millions out there as a contestant on The Voice. He also garnered the attention of four elite coaches, earning one of the coveted four chair turns this season. Week to week, he continued to win the hearts of his fans, earning him one of the top spots of the season. His new single, Tasty, comes out May 22nd. Dear listener, please welcome my guest, Judge Vincent. I'd like to welcome my guest today to Pop Nerd Lounge. It's Judge Vincent from The Voice. Judge, thank you so much for joining me today on Pop Nerd Lounge. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. What were some of your earliest memories with music? So basically, I grew up listening to my parents rehearse. Um, they're a part of this choir that toured back in 2002. They toured here in America, I mean. But they were a huge vocal group in the Philippines, and they would just bring me and my sister to their rehearsals every time they rehearse in church. So I kind of started out, you know, like kind of listening to them a lot. And that's kind of how music started for me. I listened to a lot of choral arrangements and I kind of started singing chorally. And then when I turned five or six, my parents wanted me to sing more solo stuff. So they asked me to sing solo in church. That's kind of how I started performing in front of a huge group of people by myself. And then later on, I started discovering more pop R&B artists, such as Brian McKnight and Beyonce and um, Luther Vandross and Stevie Wonder. So, yeah. (laughs) And at what particular moment did you realize you wanted to pursue music? No, not really. So I knew that music ran in the blood, uh, runs in the blood of my family. But I didn't think that I would be able to pursue music seriously because how the industry works in the Philippines is really hard. It's very, very, very competitive to get in. It's almost impossible to make a living in music there unless you become a music teacher. So that was never an option for me um, growing up. I thought I would just go for nursing or something in the medical field. And it didn't really click to me until I moved here to the United States. And that's how I discovered that it's actually possible to make money from music And so once I realized that through meeting other people that, you know, that are actually doing it or making it happen, um, that's when I decided that I wanted to try for music, uh, like go for it. There's a lot of vocal competitions out there. You have American Idol and you have The Voice. So were the blind auditions a selling point for you to audition for The Voice? Yeah, so I didn't necessarily like, I, I've always loved the blind auditions. Like, I love watching it. Um, but it just never occurred to me that I'd be interested to do it until the, when the opportunity came along when one of the casting agents that heard me sing back and vocals with my friend at the show called me, and then she asked me if I'm interested to audition and send in um, videos of myself singing to the producers of the show. That's kind of how everything started for me. And when when that opportunity came about, that's when I started thinking about maybe trying out for The Voice and auditioning. I mean, I didn't think I'd be able to do it because, like, just watching the blind auditions, I could not even imagine how nervous those people might have been. And so, like, 
to me, like, it was just like a lot of pressure. Like it was a lot to think about. Um, so the fact that I was able to do it, it's crazy. Like I still can't believe I was able to do something like that. <laughs> You auditioned with a very unique arrangement of passion fruit that stunned the judges and the audience. When did you come up with that uh, unique arrangement for your audition? Yeah, so I came up with the arrangement while I was in music school. Going to music school, I learned a lot about arranging and music theory and all of that stuff. So, and I learned I know how to play pianos. I started doing this thing where I would turn top forty pop and radio hits, I would turn them into a ballad and I would kind of change the harmony a little bit, change the chords up. And Passion Fruit was one of those songs. And I love like stripping down Drake songs. Like that was, Drake is like one of my favorite artists stripped down. Um, and Passion Fruit was one of those songs. So I did that. And um, yeah, like that's kind of how it started for me. And I really liked the arrangement. So I wanted to save it for something else like something big and I didn't know that it would be my blind audition so I'm just really happy that I was able to sing that song for the blind auditions using my own arrangement that was pretty rad it, it was and I, I loved like the R&B twist that you you gave it. it it kind of felt like a 90s throwback like you said to like Brian McKnight or like a Casey and Jojo kind of twist to a yeah. modern song right <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely loved it so you ended up getting one of the few four chair turns on the season and I feel like they were a little bit harder to get this year so um how did you feel and, and react to receiving one of the coveted four chair turns I honestly didn't expect to get a four-chair turn. I was going to be fine either way. If I walked out of that stage without any chair turns, I would have been fine. I'm, I'm just really grateful for the whole experience, getting to meet all the contestants and getting to sing the song that I love to sing and getting to sing my own arrangement in front of millions of people was good enough for me. So the fact that I got four-chair turns was just mind-blowing. Like That wasn't something that I thought I would get. So... It was crazy. I mean, it's just a surreal feeling. It's a very, it's very nice to know that, you know, it's a very affirmative feeling to me because it just shows that maybe I really have a place in the music industry and maybe I have what it takes to make it because I impressed the four coaches enough that they turned around. So um, it just felt good, you know, seeing that happen. <laughs> it was really cool. I watched a vocal coach react to your audition, and he pointed out something that caught my attention. And he said, while other artists tend to close their eyes or avert their attention away from the audience when they perform, you look directly into the audience. Was that something you had to practice over the years? Definitely something I had to practice. I'm kind of notorious before for closing my eyes because I get really bad stage fright. <laughs> so I would close my eyes a lot when I'm performing. And, you know, I just didn't want to look at the people because it gives me a lot of anxiety. But going into music school and actually being in my acapella group helped me a lot in terms of performing. And, you know, I worked with a really, really, really great vocal coach when, while I was in Thornton. Uh, Thornton is like the music school of the USC. So while I, was studying, while I was studying in Thornton, I worked with him for a few years, and that was one of the main things that he pointed out to me that I needed to work on. So for about three, four years, like that was something that I had to master. And you know, with the help of performing with my acapella group and performing through the music school, it kind of helped me overcome that um, obstacle. So yeah, it took a lot of practice, but it, honestly, it kind of feels good to like open your eyes. Actually helps your performance a little bit better if you open your eyes while performing because it 
like seeing how the crowd reacts and seeing right in front of you kind of you could feed off from that you know and it's not just you know you like taking advantage of that energy it's also them um you know like you share your emotions with them through opening your eyes because i feel like if you close your eyes you're kind of shutting yourself off from everyone else and it kind of hinders them from like really seeing how you're feeling so yeah i'm just happy that i was able to do that despite of how nervous I was. I was incredibly nervous to be on that stage, but yeah. <laughs> well, you couldn't tell. And like, you brought up a really good point because I feel like music is storytelling it, a lot with a lot of art that I feel that way. And um, with storytelling, you want to be able to connect with your audience. And I feel like, yeah, the eye contact is a really good way to do that. I remember like when I was in speech class, like that was something that we had to work really hard on. Cause I know a lot of people, when they get in front of a crowd, they're just like, look yeah. down, look down, look down. <laughs> they yeah. don't want to look at the audience, yeah. but that is like a way to really convey like how you're feeling or what point you want to make whenever you're in front of an audience. So yeah, that was a really good point to bring up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do you ever get nervous before you perform? And if so, how do you calm your nerves? I do get nervous a lot. And, you know, it's gotten less and less frequent. Like the intensity has been lesser this time, um, probably because of experience and just singing more and more in front of a big crowd. But something that I, I still get nervous. So something that I, I try to do as a routine to help myself is to meditate. And whatever that means for you, go ahead and do it by all means. But I just close my eyes, think about all the times I've performed or I've rehearsed a song. And I just tell myself that you're good enough already. You've run the song so many times and they all every time you run it, it sounds fine. So you just need to trust your gut at this point. You know, like you just need to trust that you've already done this so many times. It's going to be OK when you go on that stage. And then that's one. Two, when I'm meditating, I kind of imagine myself. Like I was actually on the stage of that rehearsal, uh, not rehearsal, that I was actually on the stage of that performance during the final performance. That's kind of how I think about it. It kind of calms me down for some weird reason, just kind of closing my eyes and pretending that this is it. I'm on stage right now. I'm holding my microphone. The crowd is going wild. All the coaches are there. I'm about to sing my song. Just because I think it kind of, it kind of places you to like that realistic scenario and I don't know I don't know why it calms me down I think it's because like when I'm on stage it's familiar to me already does that make sense yeah yeah totally yeah totally. yeah I know it's weird <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, no it's it's yeah it's a really good way to cope with nerves and speaking of nerves something that goes along with that is self-confidence and something that I heard was that you like your strategy behind picking Kelly Clarkson uh, was that you wanted some advice or coaching on self-confidence is that correct yeah definitely for sure um I've struggled with a lot of insecurity growing up you know with a lot of things like for example, like be, being an Asian American in this industry um, or just like simply like thinking that I'm not good enough. And I feel like, you know, that's something that I want to work on a little bit more. I want to come out of this whole experience feeling more confident about my own artistry. So that's why I picked Kelly, because I feel like she'd be able to help me with that. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and so your friends and family were so adorable reacting to your audition. How have they been throughout this whole process? 
<laughs> they're not okay. I'm just kidding. They're totally fine. They're they could still breathe. I mean, I think they're they're way. I mean, I was really excited, but they were really really excited. And my parents are just so proud of me, and I'm so it feels so good to know that I made them proud. And my friends are also very excited. Some of them can't even stop talking about it. So it's just it's really great to know that I have friends that are actually genuinely like supportive of me and are excited to see what I'm gonna do with the show. Um, but yeah, they're doing fine though. <laughs> I guess. I guess they're okay. <laughs> Something I read that I thought was really neat is that you got to sing for uh, the President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Could you t- tell me the story behind that? Yeah, that was insane. So basically, I'm in this acapella group called the SoCal Vocals, and it's one of USC's acapella group. But we got this really cool gig to sing in D.C., in the White House, in front of President, former President Obama and Michelle Obama, which was very unreal. I mean, I remember the first time our president at that time, at that time kind of announced that we were going to do this. And we didn't believe him at first because we were like, are you joking? That's never going to happen. And then he was like, no, guys, I'm for real. Like, I'm being for real here. We're going to sing in front of the Obamas in December. And I freaked out because I never would have thought that I'd be able to do that. So... It was just a huge, such a huge blessing to be able to do that with my best friends. It was like one of the best times of my life. And D.C. was beautiful. That was my first time there. We got inside the house, like the White House. So, And it was really, really beautiful. And then Obama and Michelle Obama shook my hand, shook my hand and I didn't want to wash my hands for a few days afterwards. <laughs> but it was such a great experience. <laughs> oh, man, that is so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know. I want to I want to relive that again. I wish I could do that again. <laughs> well, hey, you never know. It might happen again, depending on how your career goes, which I see bright things in your future. You oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you said something that stuck out to me and it, you said it in an interview. You said there's a stigma going around in L.A. that if you're an Asian and you're trying to pursue your dreams, it's not going to happen for you because you're a minority, especially if you're an immigrant making a huge transition from the Philippines to the states did that stigma and trope make you hesitant about pursuing music yeah definitely um and you know like i know i said in my interview that that's a stigma in la but i guess it's also a stigma in in the country as a whole and i just feel like right now i'm very optimistic because with the times changing there's more representation happening and to me that's very very important i guess as an artist because i want to be a representative of I want to be a part of that movement, and I'm just really happy that I was able to, you know, sing in front of the stage and impress all four coaches, and a lot of people really liked my arrangement of the song, and, you know, like, they kind of recognized an Asian talent, and to me, like, representing that was such an honor, and I would just like to continue being a part of that movement, but yes, it was it was hard for me to kind of, kind of get past that obstacle. It became kind of my distraction for me because I got really discouraged when I when I got here and I saw that trend and I was just really sad because I'm like Asian people are really talented and they need to be recognized more in this industry not just in the music industry but in other aspects of you know the world like arts and movies and photography and everything else like we are you know there are a lot of really really talented people that needed to be recognize more because of their talent and not because of their skin color 
And I feel like I'm just really happy because I feel like where we're at right now, we're actually progressing to a better future. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, no, you did. You did. Okay. That was, that was wonderful answer. <laughs> what can the music industry do to better promote Asian and Asian American talent? Definitely just represent more people and, you know, trust that there are a lot of Asian Americans that are really good enough. And I'm really happy that they're moving forward with that and embracing more talents from, you know, like our own talent. And I think that's really, really great. But I feel like we need more. And yeah, I think that's the only thing I can think of right now. They just need to trust us more and give us a lot more time to shine, I guess. Give us more representation because it matters. Representation really matters, especially in the United States where we're supposed to be a country of, you know, people coming from different backgrounds and cultures. It's supposed to be a melting pot. So why not reflect that in the music industry and any other types of art industries? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, especially with the music industry, because even though there's like this been this huge wave of K-pop coming over to the States, I feel yeah. like there needs to be better representation in, in other genres, because like an artist like yourself, you're not tied to one genre. You can do pop, you can do R&B. I feel like there's so many Asian, talented Asian artists out there in so many different genres that like, yeah, they definitely need to step up to the plate and represent, like a, hold a yeah. bigger representation of us, because it definitely helps, especially like, influencing not just music, but other forms of art like you said if we can show that we can do all this different type of music we can do different types of art yeah. like write and act and whatnot <laughs> and you know like it's just it's at the end of the day it's it should be about the music or it should be about the talent of the individual you know like the color of their skin or where they're coming from shouldn't matter if they're good enough to do the job then they should get the job and i feel like you know like just in the past um we just had trouble getting past that obstacle because people didn't give us an opportunity because of, simply because of the color of our skin or where we came from. So I feel like at the end of the day, I'm really happy about where we're going to because I feel like people are seeing more of the talent rather than the look. And I feel like there's a whole stigma like, you don't look like a superstar because you don't look like this and that. But I feel like right now the world is becoming more and more open and accepting. So I'm just, I'm really, I'm feeling really optimistic about this whole movement thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you had any advice out there for people wanting to get into the creative arts industry, what would you tell them? I would just tell them to work hard and be nice and be humble. I think, you know, like it's one thing to be talented, but it takes you so far if you're really nice and you're easy to work with. Um, you know, like working with a lot of people in the school of music that I went to, especially hearing from my mentors and um, hearing from my professors, they keep telling me that it's cool that you're talented, but the first thing that people ask when they ask for a, a referral for a gig, they ask if that person is cool or if the person's nice or if the person is humble. And that to me says a lot about how this industry works. I feel like if you're, you just keep your head down and you just keep working hard and you treat other people well you're gonna be just fine in this industry and just don't be discouraged there's gonna be a lot of downs and there's gonna be a lot of ups like a lot of sweet moments and a lot of things that will discourage you and people that will try, will try to bring you down but amidst all of that you just need to 
be fully confident in yourself and you need to have a good sense of identity so that you can survive in this industry. So yeah, that's the only thing that I could, you know, maybe partake someone. What a wonderful piece of advice. I feel like I just attended your TED Talk. Yeah, that was oh, awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Wow. <laughs> I would probably I would probably be more nervous doing a TED Talk than singing for my blind audition, to be honest. I'm not the best public speaker, so <laughs> No, I think you would deliver a wonderful TED Talk. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> appreciate it it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you so how can people connect with you you know whether it's on your socials or like um maybe youtube or anything like where can people um look you up yeah so people can look me up on instagram i have an instagram called judge vincent so just search j-e-j-v-i-n-s-o-n same thing for my twitter and i also have uh a, an artist page on facebook it's Judge Vincent as well. And if people want to, if people are interested in getting in a closed fan fan page group, I have a fan page called Judge Mania that was created by one of my friends. And it would just be really awesome if you guys want to join it. If not, no worries at all. But if you search Judge Mania, J-E-J-M-A-N-I-A, you can join the group and you'll see like kind of the insider of what it is to be a judge supporter, I guess. I don't know. People are really nice there, so check it out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I just wanna express how grateful I am to everyone who believes in me and I hope, you know, they keep supporting me in this journey. And I'm super excited to share the things that I'm about to do in the show and, you know, I'm really optimistic about life right now. So just thank you to all the love and support that they've shown me. And we will continue to support because, man, you were really one of the standout auditions for me. Whenever I was watching the show and, you know, I'm sense I'm trying to search for somebody to root for. And for some reason that your, like, audition just really stood out. Just, I don't know, the way you delivered it, the way that you arranged your song, the, everything coming together. You were a real standout talent and a talent like yours doesn't come along every single day. And, yeah, we will continue to watch and root for you for Aww. sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was really sweet. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> well, Judge, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. Of course. This is that. This is really nice. Thank you so much. My guest today was Judge Vincent. If you liked Judge on The Voice, or if this is the first time that you're hearing of him and want to check out more of his music, please visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. Graphic design is by V. Co. And the show is edited and hosted by Steph Pham. If you like this episode, please make sure you visit our website, popnerlounge.com. On our website, you'll be able to listen to all of our episodes, subscribe to get notified of our latest releases, and contact us if you have any show suggestions or any guest ideas you'd like to have on the show. Be sure to also follow us on our Instagram page at Lounge. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you tune in next time to nerd out on more pop culture. For Pop Nerd Lounge, I'm Steph Pham.